everyone, this is your host, Kennedy Drew, and welcome to the Ill People Podcast, a show that takes a deeper dive into spirituality, mental health, adulthood, and self-growth. This audio series will provide a safe space for your inner introvert without any judgment. So pop on those headphones and let's head over to Introvert Avenue, because we love it there. Hey everyone, and welcome back again to another episode of the Ill People Podcast. This is your host, Ken, and today's episode is titled Two Weeks Notice. But before we get started, I want to mention that the Ill People Podcast now has journals and notebooks available for sale on Amazon. So if you are worried, like, oh my gosh, where's Ken? Where's the post on Instagram? Where's the episodes? Um, well, I've been in the lab a lot. And I've created some journals for 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and busy minds. So I have them linked in our bio on our Instagram page at Ill People the Podcast. And there is a link tree in the bio with all of that information. So the link will take you to the first book that populates. Um, just click on the author, which is the Ill People Podcast, and it should be all blue. So right, right above the title, and then all the other books will populate. And so don't forget to follow us for more updates as they come. I know it sounds like a commercial. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and get started. I titled this episode Two Weeks Notice from a reading that I had a couple months ago this year. I was deciding whether or not I wanted to quit my first big girl job. And quick update, I did. And this decision was also a decision of the goals that I had set up for myself as well in addition to settling on meeting my goals at a later date. But I didn't have a plan when I quit my job to put my dreams into reality. So it was more of a burnout moment and me trying to find myself and what I liked and what I didn't like and who I was essentially. So in order to explain my process, I'm going to bring you guys into a story time format because, you know, I love story times. (laughs) So I'm driving down to Little Five Points and while I was supposed to be, you know, at work on the clock because I just heard this voice saying that I just need to hurry up and get down there. I kept seeing the place in my head and I just had this gut feeling to just hurry up and go there. So I did. And I went to park my car. I got out and I saw my favorite face reader. His And he's the bomb, y'all. His name is Jacob. And um, I think his Instagram is at Jacob the Face Reader. I could be wrong, but double check. He had somebody in his chair already. So I walked around for a little bit and I bought some things and I was while I was waiting on him. And there was this man that was talking about his music. So we were chatting and he had mentioned that he moved down here all the way to Atlanta on faith because he wanted to pursue his dream, right? So I was admiring them admiring that about him because that, you know, that was such a big move and that was such a bold move. And I told him I was trying to do the same thing, but I didn't know what my thing was and the thing that could make my dreams sustainable. So because the world still runs on money and, you know, you can't really do anything about that right now. But the only thing that I I thought in my mind that I had a gift for was giving readings. Um, But that's not sustainable because it has an energy exchange. I mean, it is an energy exchange. And it does take a lot out of me because I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to, you know, your your aunts that passed away. I'm talking to 
all your ancestors I'm talking to. It's, it's just a whole bunch of stuff. And then they show me things. And it, it does take a lot of energy. So, um, but the guy, back to the story. <laughs> but the guy was saying that his spirit wasn't just comfortable with settling and compromising on his dreams because he needed the money just like everybody else. And in that moment, his energy kind of matched mine because the his feeling that he had was the exact same one that I had, but I couldn't put it into words at the moment. Now, by this time, Jacob's chair just opened up and so I sit down and he just smiled. He asked me, he's like, so what brings you back to my doorstep? And I go to Jacob a lot. So he says this a lot every time I sit down. And I really didn't speak too much because I was just frustrated and I was just drained. And you can just see it in my face. And I told him, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm stuck and I just want freedom. I want the freedom to do things my way, essentially. So he said, is there anything specific that you want to go into? And I got to question myself. I was like, career wise, like, um, I want to do something in like the realm of spirituality. But the only thing I can see is me doing readings for whatever reason. And he said, you know, all of that is tied into one. He said, what happens is you'll be dissatisfied in the job world because you were never really supposed to be there in the first place. It's like whenever somebody gets into accidents because they were never supposed to be on the road going to where they're going, where they're in the wrong road in life in general, and it just reflects back in their physical world. Your energy has a tendency of needing to be boss, but you have to get past the fear of failure. So far, you've almost let that stop you in a lot of worlds. Only those who eat the fruits of their own fear will become exceptional beings. All the rest of them will become just like everybody else. And so far, you see everybody else doing what they're doing just doesn't work for you. He also said that it's not only in your job life, but in your spirituality as well. What you were supposed to do was to follow the energy where it was the most. If obviously, if it gives you excitement and bliss, then that was where you were supposed to be. And that goes for your spiritual life, job life, and love life. You are good at directing and seeing the grand scheme of things because you're a great calculator. You have an idea for direction, but you don't want nobody directing you. And you're not embracing what it is that really makes you come alive because you almost always had to snuff it out to keep a job. Now, you know, by this point, everything Jacob said was true because he will read you to the T and he never disappoints, right? I realized that, you know, what he was saying was true. And because not only did I hate my job at the time, but me working for others, I hated the exercise, the authority that it came with working for others because imagine like you know you handing over someone eight hours of your day having to do two hours or more for overtime just to make enough all while having these visions and dreams of the goals that you set for yourself and living your life how you always want it right so being financially free all while making sure your emotional spiritual and physical well-being are intact and that's your only responsibility being able to express yourself freely without the thought of punishment or of doing so because of someone else's image in and keeping that in mind for their business. Essentially, you working for somebody else. Which was my dream. So when I was about to leave my first big girl job, or we can say corporate, I was terrified because I had this dream in mind. And it's been in my mind since I was like in third grade. I've always was a business owner. My business has always changed. 
I just always knew I liked the freedom of having my own business and being my own boss and me being able to check in with myself, take breaks when I need to, however long I need to, and having that control. But considering I knew all of this and I knew um, I had my dream in mind, I didn't receive my idea for a business um, at the time. I was terrified because I had this dream in mind and then I knew that I needed to find a new job. But considering that I hadn't had an idea for a business or for how I was going to be able to support myself to live this dream, I looked for only my idea of security, which makes sense because I didn't have any other concept to lean on. You know what I mean? Which was a job, my idea, which was a job that had minimal contact with people. And what's remote and I didn't have to answer phone calls except the ones from my boss or colleagues No micromanaging, but I didn't know how long it was going to take or if I was going to be able to reach my goals in time But in that moment, I just knew that I had nothing else to give my current job that I had Like I had absolutely no energy to do any task and I mean none So I was asking God for the job that I have now so it's the remote one with no no phones. You know, I don't have to deal with people. And now that I'm in that job, <laughs> I still have the same feeling. <laughs> so I remember in my last episode, I'm saying something along the lines of, I think that everything happens in my life whenever I need a topic to talk about for new episodes. It just, a new emotion just jumps up at the forefront for me to talk about, which it is convenient, but you know. Um, but for a long time, I was, well, I always said that there has to be more to life. And I remember one night I was thinking like, this is not enough. Like I was doing the math in my head and nothing was adding up to the life I wanted. I wanted to get paid the way I wanted to get paid. I really disliked the fact that someone has to sign off on my timesheets. I really dislike the fact that it's not enough because I don't have quote unquote experience. I really dislike stupid office talk, like stupid office talk blows my mind every time because I'm going to, if we didn't have masks, y'all, I would just be staring at people like they're dumb. But anyways, I really dislike that I have to ask for time off to go to doctor's appointments. I like to live my life. Like, come on now. So I feel like I have to bet on myself this time. I worked for so many great companies. I've put so much energy into all of their projects and all of them have been successful. And I really dislike the fact that the person owning the company was living the life that I wanted and benefited off of all of my hard work. And I only would get a fixed percentage. So I made a promise to myself that I would not put as much effort into a project that wasn't my own. So... Since I never moved on any of my ideas fully, I realized that I was scared of success. So since I love confronting the things that scare me, because I mean, obviously I wrote a letter to it. Why not? You know, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but the reason once I broke this down, the reason why I never moved on any of the ideas was not because of the fear of failure anymore, because I had confronted that it was because, um, of what success would bring me essentially and everything that it came with. So losing friends, having too much money to handle me, exceeding people's ideas of success and them projecting that onto me. 
um, me losing people because of that. Having a huge amount of discernment and always having to have a huge amount of discernment or protection because people get real shy when you start to show shines of success and people feeling entitled to your success. And I can go on and on. But I had to realize that, you know, it's not about me. Sometimes your gifts are needed for people outside of you. So one of my gifts that Jacob stated was the ability to see the grand scheme of things because I'm a great calculator. And that combined with, you know, my writing skills I got from college. Shout out to my English teacher. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it brings you guys this podcast that are digestible enough to break down like huge concepts like emotions, milestones, setbacks in life. And you being able to understand and redefine those concepts and being able to um, essentially articulate how you feel exactly or just having like a sense of <clears throat> solace that someone in the world knows exactly what you're feeling and they can just put it into words because God knows how much I needed that for me. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is when you have a calling on your life, it everything that maintains the path that keeps you from the calling will start to inconvenience you. And that breaks down into so many phases, but we're just going to do a couple today because that's as far as I got. (laughs) So you have this dream or vision, right? Of you being successful, driving around in your dream car, going on trips, buying houses, having rental properties. And this has been on your heart for years. So you have a business in mind, but you haven't started it up yet. But right now, you just have a job that covers your bills and gives you a little bit of spending money from time to time. You're comfortable. Your job doesn't require too much, but now you started to develop this routine of just waking up, working, going to the gym, going to bed, and doing it all over again the next day. You've done it so much till you start to question if this is what all life has to offer. Your job congratulates you on, you know, your work well done and gives you a meets expectation on your job review. And you get a 0.02% raise on the annual cost of living. This is your life. (laughs) But now every time you sign into your computer, it's the same thing. It's the same task every day. And now you're at phase one, the mental toll. Your friends start to ask you to hang out and you have absolutely no energy because... You just want to go home and relax after a long day of work with overtime. The only thing that brings you happiness is our like cute cat videos and TikToks. But your boss sees that you have more free time on your hands. So they assign you more tasks. Now, welcome to phase two, inconvenience. Now, to finish the task at hand, you have to stay overtime an extra hour a day. But now your computer starts to act up every time you get on it. Your work doesn't get done and now you're behind. Whenever you leave your desk, your phone rings and sometimes someone asks you to add another task to your plate because another system just broke down. So while you're at your computer, it's rebooting and you get on social media and what do you see? Phase three, people living the life you want. This invokes a slight envy, but you know, it's okay because who cares about the people who wants to not trade their time in for money (laughs) and travel whenever they want to? Honestly, who really wants a life of ease, right? Where you can do the things that you want to do, but not you, right? Because you're comfortable. Now your computer starts and it's back to work. But now you're starting to question, 
welcome to phase four. That maybe if you get another job and you get extra money, you can maybe travel. <laughs> so you pray and you ask God for another job. So he gives you one. He or she gives you one with a higher pay. But now it's more responsibilities. And now you have no more free time. And now you're at phase five, realization. The realization that you never asked God for the purpose that was going to bring you the abundance that you wanted all along or for the emotional fulfillment that it came with, but you asked God for your idea of security. So since that's all you asked for, that's all you got, and your idea of safety, and by the way, safety is an illusion because you can literally get fired like tomorrow and they not give you a two weeks notice. (laughs) And this welcomes you to the last phase, which is confirmation. You'll start to see the people around you doing the things that you saw yourself doing, shows that emulate the exact same situation that you have. Then you leave your house and you see vendors and businesses that need the business that you had an idea about, or the shops that sell the exact same thing that you have, but they just don't have your uh, targeted audience in mind. But I do have to let you know that when it's your time to receive your idea or concept, please make sure you act on it because your ideas are, well, our ideas are not really ours to begin with. They have a shelf life and they choose to, they actually choose you, if whether you, whether you believe it or not, they choose you to bring them to life. And if you don't birth them, then, you know, they just go back to cinder. They go to somebody else. I literally had like a business name. And I never acted on it. And I kid you not, I saw the same brand at like Target with the exact same name that I was going to apply for like on the LLC page. But yeah, it works like that. And I do (laughs) and I do want you to know that God or the universe is very orderly. And I say this because if you hadn't if you always had the inkling to do something out of the norm, but you just didn't know the thing that was going to support you while you were going to go pursue and live your dream something it might be something in the surrounding that needs to change because the environment needs to be able to receive that idea so if you were having people around you that were small-minded you're in the wrong place or you could start training yourself and stop telling people ideas before they are brought into fruition because if you give people the authority to dismiss or diminish your potential ideas or projects that they couldn't see the vision for or you know the plan for then the graveyard for all of your ideas will just keep growing right and if you continue to not move on your idea because of your idea of security or a nine to five right a couple of things will happen you will burn out not trust yourself anymore you will continue to watch people have who have half the potential that you do to continue and fulfill their dreams even though the face of opposition is in their way, right? Or obstacles and become extremely bitter, you know? And lastly, you will have so much resentment towards yourself and you wouldn't even know it. And I love to bring up something to make you guys think towards the end of this episode. And so it's this story. (laughs) Um, I heard this story where this person was at the end of their life and was laying in a hospital bed. And they saw physical embodiments of their talents and dreams all standing around them. And it was just looking down at them. They were all mad and like bitter, almost. The person said, why do you guys all look enraged at me? And then they answered and said, because you never used us. And all we have to do is now, you know, die with you. We could have 
have lived longer and have more of an impact if you would have gave us to other people to remember us by. But now we have to lie down with you. And I know the story is harsh, but, you know, I just don't want you guys to let that person be you because I ain't finna be me. <laughs> I want you guys to, like, live your life because this is the only lifetime that you're going to be able to be you with your awareness and your subconscious stuff like that, right? And you having the knowledge to do better and to actually want to do better. And I know this might sound like very harsh or harsh way to end this episode, but I really want you guys to like actually think on your lives because, you know, I I don't want you guys to just sit there at a desk or a cubicle for the rest of your life and you not have a plan to actually live. You know what I mean? I've been talking like this since I was like third grade. I just now college, being a college graduate and stuff like that, you don't have a roadmap. Now you free range to do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Because college is out the way, GED is out the way, and all you have to do is pay your bills. You know what I mean? Just find a way that you don't mind to pay your bills. Mine is talking. I could talk all day. <laughs> I don't mind. Like, I love explaining stuff. I love breaking things down, making things make sense. So if I were to get paid to do something like this, I wouldn't mind it. And I actually like it. Um, And also the journals. I like making journals too. I'm on Canva all day all day you know what I mean so I find something that makes you happy for real and if you get tired of one thing do another thing you know have ample hobbies where you can just uh be like I don't like this but I like this I like this a little bit and some hobbies don't even have to make money you know what I mean but just just find something where you feel like you have the freedom to do something and maybe it just might be me with a whole bunch of Sagittarius placements but you know Freedom is really big to me. <laughs> Freedom is really big for me. So whenever I find out to, you know, do some things to where we can all get free, financially free, whatever, I'll bring it on here. You know, I ain't scared. But all right, guys, I, I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>